What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Now I'm Talking About Podcast. You know what I'm saying? Nothing's been up but the rent, the food prices, the mortgage, the gas prices. You know what I'm saying? Same old, same old. We're doing something a little different today. I have a friend that reached out to me, wanted me to give her my thoughts on a Jubilee video. This is going to be a reaction video. I'm going to be sharing some dialogue, you know, my thoughts around certain topics being discussed. You know, Jubilee is a channel where they find a middle ground between different identities, religions. You know, they set these people in the room and debate their thoughts on specific topics. And yeah, this one specifically, trans versus conservative women. Are periods essential to women? Okay, so if I were a white person and I said I want to transition into a black person mm -hmm. and I'm redefining what blackness is to Here we go. I view it as, right? Would you consider that appropriation? I consider that dodging and I consider that comparing apples to oranges because race and gender identity are two separate different things. Could this be like blackface? Uh, well, I want to be a dog. If I put on some spots, that make me a doll. But I'm gonna come back to that shit later. Step forward if you agree. The transgender movement is indoctrinating our youth. We are seeing, especially on social media, on TikTok, you're seeing a lot of people in this community really just targeting children and you're seeing um, drag shows even in conservative states like texas and um even just media movies like it seems like texas has the second largest trans population in the u.s and also you know speaking of texas the texas attorney general's office requested data on the number of texans who in recent years has switched their gender on driver's licenses and other state documents according to Reuters. They found so far within the last two years, about 16,000 people changed their gender marker, basically, on their driver's license. Seems like everything seems to be targeted at these kids. You have uh, drag story hour for kids, and um, it's just really, I think, predatory in a way. And I'm not saying every trans person is doing this. It's predatory if there's a predator there. That's when it's predatory to me, which it has happened. There's predators in every community. I've literally known, met somebody that was part of the drag story time here in Houston. And a lot of parents that wasn't fucking with that, you know, you know, did back checks on the people. And one of them turned out to be uh, a predator, basically. I was friends with a person that dated this person. Now, this is a controversial topic because there's some drag shows where they're very sexually explicit with their attire, with the things they do. But if we're going to be honest, most drag shows are just them dressing up in hair and makeup and lip syncing. You know what I'm saying? There's dra some drag queens and kings. It just depends on the act they choose now as far as dressing up and dragging reading to somebody 
it's kind of like a new thing, a new thought, a new a new way of going about doing story time. Now, what's the real indoctrination is having kids stand up, put their hand on their heart, you know, praising the American flag. You know what I'm saying? Like that's indoctrination. The same system that's in charge of the school system is in charge of the prison system. Like the black schools and black communities are redlined and how the school system is just set up like in the black and brown communities. Like that's the real fucking indoctrination going on. Like this is the least of our worries. The LGBT population is so fucking small. It's a fraction. It's a fraction. I think the real issue here i can almost guess that this lady is anti-lgbt in general on a religious and cultural basis is not just the predatory part which is a valid concern but i don't think that's the only reason she not fucking with it well there does seem to be a route that they're taking to get to the kids i mean you hear blues clues playing in the next room and then you hear the gay parade song Blues Clues, you're not Gay Parade song. <laughs> Shit, what's this fucking song? I need to know. Is it I'm every woman is all in me? Expecting the, the, to be talking to the children about that. It really makes you wonder, are, are they really coming for the children? And I think we see in, in our population now the, the rate of young children who are identifying as transgender, non-binary is skyrocketing. And I think there's something to be said for people who are truly... Skyrocketing, we need to be a little more specific. Uh, I don't know. We got to be a little more specific with that. ...experiencing gender dysphoria, which we recognize exists, and those who are experiencing... Uh, what is now going to be called, or in the future going to be called, this social contagion gender dysphoria, where they're being exposed to it on social media or in school, or mom and dad are having a conversation about it with children, and children are now starting to develop gender confusion. Or even babies, right? People right. who are being born, they don't have to put the gender on the birth certificate, and they're saying, you can choose whatever you want to be. Like, that's so dangerous. And even lying to them, saying like, oh. Dangerous in what way? Like if there if there's a situation where they're targeting female children and you're not putting a gender on there, I don't think that's dangerous. I think that's protecting. When we think of terms in the government, you know what I'm saying? Shit. The the less information I get, the impossible shit, the the more sound I be feeling. As a black person that don't really fuck with you know the system we're in if i didn't have to have a social security card i wouldn't have one i don't know even though you need a job to have one you need all these identifications to track you for you you know you gotta be able to survive and do all these things you know but i'm curious to know what she meant like dangerous in what terms because there are intersex children where they have ambiguous genitalia and have often talked about being forced to be sterilized in the name of having to pick a gender and because of what was put on their birth certificate having a hard time like dangerous in what way i'm just curious to you know to know what she meant well if we put you on hormone blockers at this age it won't do anything to your puberty it won't affect you long term and it's just a straight up lie and there's like an entire reddit thread dedicated to people who detransition talking about how much they hate their life now because they trans they always bring up this reddit uh fucking thread 
Now, there is a thread with a lot of people detransitioning and talking about their complications as far as medically, um, like botched surgery, you know, botched SRS issues with hormones, their body not receiving synthetic hormones well. Okay, yes, there's detransitioners. I don't shy away from talking about detransitioners. In fact, I use them as an example of how you need to feel in your heart and soul. This decision is for you to transition because it's not a game. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to be for real. Like, you got to really come to terms if this is for you. You know what I'm saying? There has been more study on puberty blockers of how it's been used a way to chemically castrate uh, some sexual predators that don't seem to have control for that purpose you know just say just wait a little longer till you hit your puberty or just wait a little longer you still give that support like just wait a little longer till you're an adult you know what i'm saying just i'm gonna be there for you when you're adult you know what i'm saying when you hit 17 18 you know what i'm saying after you hit your initial puberty that way you can choose if you want to have children or not. The side we focus on is detransitioners, but we should focus more so on trans people and their needs, concerns with certain surgeries and the progression of them and uh, preventing forced sterilization. Because if you start sterilizing people, we're going backwards. You're taking away their right to choose. And there's always this notion and stereotype that we don't want children. You know what I'm saying? We should be a little more responsible as to how we go about uh, our thoughts on, you know, puberty blockers and hormones. And this is some serious stuff. Without it being an attack on trans people in general, an attack on trans kids in general. You know what I'm saying? Because they exist. At one point, I was a trans kid. Like, even with hormones, I had to really sit there and balance the pros and cons. Like, yes. I'm willing to take the risk, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to go through with it. I know what to do if this could happen or this could happen. It's like an entire Reddit thread dedicated to people who transitioned talking about how much they hate their life now because they transitioned as a child and now they amputated off healthy body parts and are miserable. And I really feel for those people. Like, I really feel for you. I do. But I took it really slow. Like, I didn't just... Now it's kind of framed as like a almost classist thing like you ain't even got your surgeries yet how am i supposed to take you serious as a trans person you ain't got this surgery you ain't got this surgery or i got this surgery right when i transitioned i hurried up and did this and and you know at times it could feel have like a classist feel to it even with the cis people where it's like shit she spent 10k on a bbl i gave her 10k on a bb like it's it's the also the money aspect where they are just bragging on it you know what i'm saying and i'm not saying that they they don't really feel like they want the surgeries you know what i'm saying i'm not saying they really don't 
want it, but I'm just saying at times I feel like we are quick to rush to get certain surgeries, you know, disregarding some of the risks so that we can be accepted by a partner, accepted by uh, parents, taken seriously by parents, taken seriously by family. You know what I'm saying? Like, really think about what you want. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I've seen people around me that have detransitioned, and I kind of was like, whoa. And I thought about how they just transitioned two years ago and just got surgery 10 months ago, and then 10 months later, detransitioned. <laughs> you got to really, like, a lot of people think that it's self-hate that drives us to transition, and I think for some people that's true. But for me, it was taking care of myself, taking care of my mental health, going to see a therapist, going to talk things out. And, you know, I had to go to a therapist for six months until he gave me a letter so that I could go get prescribed hormones. And it really gave me the discipline to see if this was really for me. Like, is this is this really for you? You spending money every week to see a therapist. You know what I'm saying? Is it really for you? Like, <laughs> at that time I didn't have the most money You know what I'm saying Like I don't know Just something to think about The fact that the trans movement Has got people shook Has me so excited The trans movement Is not indoctrinating our youth Our youth are understanding Who they are At a younger age And for what I was hearing Over here is A lot of what y'all were saying I wonder would you say it To the parents because we need to really look at what the parents of trans youth really go through. Trans youth, instead of them enjoying their life, playing with their friends, they're up in legislation trying to fight for basic rights here. One in five transgender youth have tried to commit suicide. Why are we trying to police them? But you're bringing it only to the parents. Being The question was indoctrination in general, am I correct? And then but they are part of but they are part of that conversation. Someone said something about drag shows coming to schools or whatnot. The kids enjoyed it. The parents just had a problem with it. But that's their issue. It's only someone dressed in. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, most of what she said I agree with. At the same time, I think that uh, you know, if the parents have issues with certain things, they should have a say. You know what I'm saying? Not, Not blackface for women. I see it as a caricature of womanhood. But inherently sexual insulting. as well. I have to agree with you guys. I do not like the drag queen social hours. Um, I, I personally, as a trans person, didn't ever go to a drag show until I was about 40. I, I'm, I'm not for the sexualization of kids. Why are we teaching, why are we not letting kids be kids and bringing sex into their lives so early? I think it's predatory in general to talk about sex with children. Yeah. In regard, straight sex, I any kind a, of sex. Like, who's, who's, who, who's teaching sex to third grade children? I really want uh, to know. Have that. you looked There's at the California curriculum for sex Texas, education? You need to. I know that when I was in preschool, I got my first crush on a boy because um, to me at the time, I was in kindergarten, he looked like um, Prince Eric from... Little Mermaid. Yeah, Little Mermaid. Um, I don't think like him ever crossed my mind when I was four, but obviously like it would have been good to know that like it's okay like if you have these feelings for someone of the same sex. When we think of, of youth in general, they're having sex at a lot younger age, whether we like it or not. Let's just keep it 100% real. You don't think it's real. because of that? I, don't, I do not think it's because of that. It starts at home with parents teaching their children because one of two things is going to happen. Either 
you teach your children or the world is going to teach your kids. That's the reality of it. They are learning about it at younger ages from some adults or even their peers who learned about it from adults. Mm -hmm. That is in definition indoctrination. As a mother and seeing what my children are going to have to be. So you admit like gender, teaching gender and sexuality can be conditioned in a way uh can be indoctrinated like certain things of how a woman is supposed to behave which no really nobody lives up to how some men should behave which most men don't live up to based off what you're teaching and how you're teaching it it can be i'm gonna give you that but you, i see what you did there <laughs> i see what you did there it, a lot of things can't be taught and indoctrinated how to behave or what's what or how how certain people are and the fact that you think that is close to blackface in a character i don't know some people do give that off at times where and it's not even just trans people it's also straight people you can tell that they're putting on a gender-based performance and expression let's be real introduced to at such a young age like i didn't even know what a gay person was till i was like 12. <laughs> and so they're going to be having these really heavy adult conversations at a really young age just because of their exposure and that is honestly just scary because i don't want to have those conversations that's why i will be homeschooling my kids um, because i do believe it is my responsibility to protect them and shield them from the outside world which is targeting children I understand why some people would want to homeschool as well, but if just the LGBT stuff is the issue, baby girl, you got some other things to assess as far as the schooling system. If that's what make you say, no, you're teaching, you're teaching them about what sex and how penis and vagina and and getting a period. Because I was taught about how my period will come in elementary school they taught me about periods and they made my parents sign a waiver are you okay with your child attending to this this particular study which it could be like that you know what i'm saying it should be like that it shouldn't be you know it is touchy subjects even though it's fucking normal part of life is some people that just is some parents that just not fucking with it i'm glad my parents did the boys learned about their body parts and then we even all of us we learned about each other's body parts like i don't know i think it's 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 just an issue when it comes to lgbt people and if people would just say that and not make it like it's this broad thing we can we can come to a conclusion that you just don't fuck with it. And you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't have to do this dance around the subject. The trans community and the trans movement is really shaking the course of what people think gender identity is supposed to be. So in one sentence, you're saying that you guys are not responsible for the indoctrination that's currently happening with Absolutely children. Not. And in the second sentence, you are saying we are shook by the fact that you are responsible for it. No, you are shook at the fact that the trans movement has become what it is. And a movement that influences um, people all over the world and particularly children. And we see it in the fact that the, the number of young people identifying as transgender, non-binary, gender fluid, gender queer is skyrocketing, which means that children are being exposed to these again the skyrocketing present me some statistics present me something skyrocketing ideas and it's certainly coming from institutions like the media like hollywood like our public institutions and schools so to say that that is not happening or to deny that that is the reality negates the numbers that we're seeing what i would what no what numbers <laughs> 
the media does over exploit trans people at times um they do they kind of do this thing to get people riled up to get clicks and interactions because they know that this specific topic has been exploited it's like okay let's cause some controversy let's stir up the pot let's have some conversation you can't pretend like conservative media doesn't participate in that a lot of them want it to be known that you shouldn't have that choice in that regard and it shouldn't be a thing. And it's, you know, it's not good. It's no bueno. Your kids are being indoctrinated, as she's saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all have some responsibility with that over-exploitation. But, however, I know they're not going to see it as exploitation. They're going to see it as we're teaching right from wrong. You're also a part of that media. Say is that... The idea that there is a single transgender movement and ideology is disingenuous and that at its core, being transgender is about separating sex from sex roles and gender roles that are compulsory. Do you think that children should be able to transition medically? No. I think no. it just really depends on each individual um, situation. They should be able to make the best medical decision for them. I am comfortable. They made it trans versus conservative women. And a trans woman on here, the white one, is conservative. And, you know, some people not going to fuck with it, but some trans people that are conservative, is some trans people that are liberal, is some trans people that have all types of political point of views, you know what I'm saying, that might not align with what you think our mind should be like, our mind frame should be like, you know what I'm saying? I personally, like I said, don't subscribe to any of that left-right stuff, you know what I'm saying? I don't subscribe to that. However, like this lady just said, to put us all in one type of mind frame and ideology is harmful. Yes, it is. Because that's creating more stereotypes. Texas trying to get people's information from DPS to see how many transition. You know what I'm saying? Imagine if, say for instance, Texas was its own country and they got all that information based off a stereotype. They exterminated trans. I'm just saying, like, not to say that's going to happen, but I'm just saying, like, imagine if we believe in our hearts all trans people have the same ideology belief systems you know it's always like lgbt versus christians lgbt people that are christians as much as we can't wrap our head around certain things of how a intersex person could identify as trans still instead of just intersex or it's so many things we don't get but that's not up to you you know at times there could be it could be tricky with these titles on jubilee because it's like almost giving the impression that you can't be an intersecting identity sharing bathrooms with the other side yes i feel comfortable safe that might be a different question but <laughs> Comfortable? Yes, I feel comfortable. What I think uh, the bathroom issue opens up is an issue of predatory men taking advantage of the opening. 
that now they could walk into a women's bathroom or a women's locker room, as we've seen happen in instances like here in Los Angeles at Wee Spa. Mm -hmm. And they go into a women's space, they expose themselves to the women, and then they say, well, I'm a trans woman and you've opened up this space for me. Well, um, we cannot blame trans people for that. And, nobody's and that's, blaming and you. That's, that's, the, that's the problem right here. Because again, when you walk into the bathroom, I'm not interested in knowing what you are, what you identify as. I'm trying to use the bathroom and leave out of there. What people have tried to say is that when trans women go into the bathrooms, they're being predatory, and that is not the case. That is something Nobody we said. do not blame on trans women. Although you were not saying that, when we talk about predatory behavior and when we talk about like the, the predatory cases, none of them have been trans women. So let's just, I just wanna make sure, I know she's not, I'm not, I know she's not strictly doing that, but because she said that, I think it's very important that I bring that out on. You're kind of insinuating that they are they are opening the door to more predatory behavior they're opening the door you know just by existing not y'all that don't not y'all that mind y'all business i'm talking about like trying to gaslight it like not not y'all i'm talking about the men like y'all y'all men and dress up and drag and we ain't gonna know the difference of who's for real and who's not that's my issue and it's like shit i, I go in the bathroom with cis men all the time and i'm pretty sure some of them i ran across could be a predator a predator on woman shit i feel like i would be more vulnerable than anything because you will be able to spot a man in a wig i'm just saying you'll be able to spot a man in a wig a man is going to come in there regardless they're not going to say oh i'm going to dress up just to go they go if they want to go in that bitch they're going to go in that bitch now there is men that pose as women to where well, i've seen rappers talk about dressing up like a woman and let it go you know like like hitting a lick or something dressed up as a woman you know what i'm saying like i've seen i've heard of that like i don't know like it's only a concern when a trans person is involved and that's the real issue here like she don't get it she think it's dressing up she think it's like blackface she think y'all are just trying to push yourselves in women's spaces. I'm really that. Leave me alone. I'm her for real type shit. You know what I'm saying? Y'all need y'all tripping like y'all y'all open the door. We have to have the conversation, and I'll, I'll open up the question. We know that if this legislation happens, if we move forward with this move, there are going to be men who take advantage of it. Now, I, I want to ask you, is your comfort... Until I see a Juana man scenario happen, I, I, need, I, I need to see what's up. Now, has there been some questionable cases? Like, are you posing as that to be predatory? Or are you posing as... You know what I'm saying? But it's just like... To make it like about trans people and they're the issue and all that's the issue into the bathroom more important than the female women that will be victimized by this who said female women will be victimized by this they will and they have no you're only assuming but the reality of it is again when people are going into the restroom when people are only going into the restroom they're only focused on doing one or two things and that's using the restroom yeah. I, um, let me, but let me you on. didn't answer the question. Is your comfort more important than the female people who could be victimized by this? Okay, so let, let me ask, let me help her answer the question. But would you want me in your fucking bathroom? You would be, you wouldn't know the difference. You would, I, I'd be like, oh, baby, I'm, I'm a female person. I'm going to come in this bathroom. I'm a female person. Is that okay with you? She's going to be like, how do I know that? 
You know what I'm saying? So either way, you, let's just be real. Let's be real. Let her answer the question. Which one do you think I'm going to get the shit kicked out of me in? Hmm. It wasn't the women's restroom. The, the issue that, that you're bringing up, first of all, is already violating a whole bunch of laws. Okay, if somebody's exposing themselves in a bathroom, that's a whole different environment rather than just letting trans people in. Uh, in, in California, it's right now 100% legal for trans people to go use the bathroom of their choice, so I don't know what law you're talking about. You're asking this question as if I would not stand up for cis women that were in the restroom, and that's not the case. Um, nice dodge there, no but dodging. the reality of it is one thing I, I, I'm noticing is we're reducing a lot of these particular conversations to genitalia. And it's not about genitalia. It's about safety. Yeah, her concern is the possibility of predation. And, or, and that's, that's still a possibility. It doesn't matter if, if trans people are using the restroom or not. Sure. What, what, you, what you're concerned about is that you're maybe possibly that people feel more emboldened to put on women's clothes and go into the bathroom. But they're still violating the law all over the place if that's the purpose that they're going in for. Yeah, so I didn't step forward because, um, and I know in today's age this is gonna sound very radical and you know, um, but I just, I don't agree with um, the whole transgender ideology. And so for me, it's encouraging something that is based in what I feel is delusion. And so there I we don't go. think that. And there we go. We finally got to it. We She finally said it's based on delusion. The ideology, I don't get. I just, I'm not fucking with it. We should be encouraging that by allowing men into women's restrooms. <laughs> I think that if that's the case, uh, to some extent, all gender is delusion. If we're looking at uh, historically anywhere from, you know, midwives after the enclosure of the commons in the 1400s, um, having their whole trade affected, or Brewster's having their trade affected, and now we don't think of women as, you know, Brewster's, or that creating beer is a womanly thing. These all came from social conditions. These all came, a, a lot of gender, regardless of biological sex, it didn't like naturally flow out of our genitals. And like, it was like, you know, we're like, this is how my genitals are. So this is like how my gender is gonna be. That didn't happen. That's, that's not life. Like a lot of people who are either transgender or who are um, LGBT in general, all my friends were girls. At first, I, I just remember there were a lot of things where like, I would kind of like come up against people telling me that that's wrong. Like that, whether it's something I like, something I wanna do, it wasn't until kindergarten that like someone told me that I'm a boy and I was like, oh, I don't feel comfortable going to any bathroom in this world, like in, in the current society we live in. And to make trans women the whipping girls of that, um, I, I think that's disingenuous, but I do think that we need a systemic change to make ourselves safer. I don't really know anyone who doesn't feel a little bit uncomfortable going to the bathroom. And trans people are not a delusion. Let's make it very clear. We're here. We've been here for ages. We've been here since the beginning of time. We're in your history books. Um, and I don't think, I think it's very disingenuous to say that a whole identity is a delusion. 
I believe that you feel like women. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying there is an objective truth, and I don't believe in his truth, her truth, their truth, my truth. Like there is truth, and who defined that truth? And like it's already it's already defined. And I, as a Christian, I believe God is the one who set truth. But who <laughs> defined that? Is the truth? Can you tell me who defined that? God. Living in the Bible Belt with religion taking center stage. It's hard for a lot of trans and non-binary folks like myself to really be able to express who they are. I had to really take on my gender dysphoria in private. I couldn't talk to my mom about it. I couldn't talk to my dad, my siblings, because ultimately I felt like it wasn't gonna lead to anything because there wasn't a lot of education in the cis community like there is in the trans and non-binary community. We're talking about a book that was written by man with his, with his own bias. Who created chromosomes? Yeah, I'm but personally not religious and I believe in science. Well, when we talk about chromosomes, it goes back to the conversation we were talking about earlier. I understand Blossom's trigger from that um, because a lot of people try to spiritually abuse you. You don't know my relationship with God. You don't know uh, God's purpose for me. You don't know the reasonings behind why I feel this way. God obviously put these feelings in my heart, put this heavy on my soul. Even if I was to not take hormones and not get surgeries, I would always feel this way. This was something I would always battle for the rest of my life. And I always tell people that, you know what I'm saying? And this girl that says she's not religious and believes in science, you know, psychology and science backs up transgender identity. It's been scientifically proven that as trans women's brain if you did a brain scan will be similar to that of a cis woman's uh and mine will be similar to that of a cis male's so you know that's science if we want to you know about being intersex so we're not talking about intersex we're talking about people who were born as a man i love how all of a sudden it's we're not talking about intersex we're not talking how those people go against the grain you know we're talking about you who's in dress up you know where you know, we don't we, we know your we're, we know your chromosome. We know we're not talking. We're talking about you, man, in the wig. They're trying to transition into a female in the first place shows that they aren't actually that that or else there would be no need to transition. Right. So you say, OK, I feel like a woman. What is that? What does that feel like? Yeah. How does and how do you know? We're not saying, I'm not saying I feel like a woman. I am a woman. I don't so then why did you I transition? Not, why can't you just present as a man? But like I say, even if she didn't present this way she would always feel the feelings of gender dysphoria my guess i don't know her but i'm saying i would guess that if she feels gender dysphoria so strong enough to where she's willing to transition it's likely that she will still feel like a woman inside and that's the case for me regardless of the surgeries I transitioned so I could be who I was. I did not feel like I was the person that I identified with when I was born. So I took the steps to align my outside body with how I feel on the inside. What makes you stand up every day and make you identify as a woman? Let me challenge you on that. I am a woman, and I don't like being called a cis woman because I'm not a cis woman. I'm a woman. I'm not a birthing person. I'm a mother. So get mad at the terminology. If you don't want to be called something, okay, I'm going to respect that. You don't want to be called a cis woman okay you don't want to be called a cis man okay that's fine but if i ask for the same thing it'll be a problem but okay i'm gonna respect you i'm not gonna force you into a box if you don't want to be forced into a box 
You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to do it to you. So, okay, that's oh, fine. Not at trans it's your it's new terminology. But this is what this is what I notice a lot of cis women do. The terminology has been around for so long. Cis is a prefix. Cis means same. Instead of getting mad at trans and non-binary people for using updated terminology, get mad at Webster. You're not going along with the times and being educated on the different pronouns that, and the different identities. You have to admit some of the pronouns are, are, are kind of ridiculous. Well, I mean, the, to be, with all due respect, I mean, I mean you, you, I'm sure you, you have to agree some of the pronouns. I don't think use. they're ridiculous. I think they're very expansive. Trans and non-binary people just want you to respect their chosen pronoun. We are not trying to force pronouns on you. Just understand that the terminology is going to continue to grow. If you're willing to educate yourself and understand, then you've got it. The ability to give birth. Who's to say some of these people are not educated? You know what I'm saying? Like, you have some people that are anti-LGBT. They learn about us a lot so that they can be able to counter any of our arguments or any of our feelings right some of them know very well know what's up they know what's happened they they know the definition of gender dysphoria they know what certain surgeries look like hell some of them did transition they just detransitioned and they became anti-lgbt so you know what i'm saying like some of these people are very well versed in these subjects and regardless of what they of what you tell them they're forever going to disagree and some people there's no middle ground it's just like this is black and white ability to give birth is a woman's greatest strength the ability to give birth is a woman's greatest strength nobody Elizabeth agreed on that step forward Nobody agreed on that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not able to have children, so I'm still strong. I'm. I'm funny. I'm physically strong. I'm. I'm smart, and I have a lot of strength. I don't believe that having a baby is the greatest strength because not all of us can. I cannot have kids due to medical issues um, from a medical procedure that I had when I was younger, and it's. Uh, it's a hard subject to talk about. It's it doesn't mean I'm any, I'm any less of a woman, but can we get another question? I don't. I yeah. I'm sorry. It's it's. I'm sorry. One of the things that I regret was the fact that I would would never be able to do that. But I was honored in the ability to participate it from the other side. Women are amazing. They don't just deal with that. So. Uh, while giving birth is not a woman's greatest strength, I do think that only biological women are capable of going through that process and, and bringing life into the world. I need to push back on that because we're also forgetting that trans men and trans masculine people can also give birth as well. And I don't think it's fair to just set it on one group that says that just biological women have that power to just give birth. And we have to be very clear when we look at the nuances of birth. I recognize that there are people who have different identities. There are a, biological women who identify as men and then go on to, to give birth. Uh, I would argue, however, that those people are still biological women. And I know that is something that can offend many, but uh, that stands as my belief. So the correct term is actually cisgendered woman. Um, cis means same. It means that you identify with the birth that you were assigned. And so, you know, I just really, really wish that we would kind of be a little bit more mutable to the terminology because I think that's what really is going to open up that dialogue and that discussion. If I may, I think the crux of the conversation kind of comes back to our trans women women. And I think 
if we don't agree there, it's going to be very difficult to kind of keep the conversation going or even agree on the points that you guys are talking about because if we don't believe that trans women are women, then the conversation kind of ends there in terms of whether they're, like men can give birth or not, if that makes sense. I'm not sure that's the case. I feel like the ability to give birth is not like the end all be all of a woman's like meaning and life and herself and her, her personality. And I think that if you can acknowledge that, I would also then maybe challenge the idea that womanhood, as opposed to like a female sex, like womanhood is a consistent thing that has always been one way. So how would you define womanhood? You sound like Matt Walsh. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great question. Womanhood. Nobody can fucking answer that question. For instance, Muhammad Ali said a man is his heart. Like nobody, whether you're straight, gay, trans, not trans, it's hard for people to answer that question. A lot of us answer it differently. Like, and it's really based on whatever, like, time you're in like for instance i'm pretty sure the women from the 1700s perception on what womanhood is would disagree with what modern women think today or how they feel and you know what i'm saying like cultural differences is really what defines womanhood like defining womanhood or manhood is really like an eye of the beholder thing like uh, a lot of people will answer like it's 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 her strength her her resilience and as if all genders couldn't have those qualities you know what i'm saying and i think it's interesting it's kind of like a trick question it's how you define it you know what i'm saying how do you feel like your womanhood shows up and you're a woman how do you feel like it shows up it's about standing in integrity it is about being confident in who you are and me as a black trans woman should not be a threat to you. And what I see from a lot of cisgender women is they're trying to deem what womanhood is supposed to look like. I have my own perspective of womanhood. We can coexist in the same world, but the reality is we get so stuck on parts. Having a vagina is not the only thing that makes you a woman. I'm sorry. It takes integrity, it takes courage, it takes lifting other women up. It takes those things to begin to defy womanhood, and there's so many other different things. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Um, okay, so if I were a white person and I said blackness is about integrity and courage and kind of the same things that you use okay. to define womanhood. She looks racially ambiguous. I would ask her, well, what is, what is blackness to you, baby girl? You know and what I'm saying? And I said, I want to transition just saying. into a, a black person and I'm white. Mm -hmm. and I'm redefining what blackness is to fit what yeah. I view it as, right? There's no objective reality of what blackness is. Yeah. Would you consider that appropriation, or do you think that's something I should be allowed to do? I consider that dodging, and I consider that comparing apples to oranges because race and gender identity are two separate different things. Because when we look at race, we have to look at many, many different structures of what whiteness and white supremacy looks like and how white supremacy can be manipulated into other things. And what happens is the closer you are in proximity to whiteness, you're able to weaponize it against other people. It reminds me a lot of Rachel Dolezal, 
who, you know, masqueraded as a black woman. It really did open up many more doors of conversations around it, but it's still wrong. It's still not fair because she would still ultimately have a privilege that I as a black trans woman would not begin to have. What's, what's interesting is that we're, we're talking. I don't quite follow Blossom. However, I get where she's going. I agree that it's two different things. Compare me to Rachel Dolezal, you know what I'm saying? It reminds me of Uncle Ruckus, like. <laughs> yeah, there. My test results. Can you hear my heart beating? Oh, the white man science is amazing, ain't it? Oh, no. no. This, this, this can't be. It says I'm 102% African with a 2% margin of error. Why, Lord? Why, Lord? Why? to compare me to just doing like dress up i'm not in denial that's the difference like i'm not in denial of my background i'm not in denial of who i am like i'm very well informed i'm specifically a transsexual man and rachel even tried to use trans people to back her up I'm like, hold on now hold on hold your motherfucking horses hold on hold on don't go there she was like, it's some people that feel like a man and they're a woman. They get their name changed. She got her name changed. And it's almost like she was following the blueprint of what <laughs> of what trans people be doing. If anything, it's almost giving me the vibe of, are you appropriating trans people too, my nigga? Like, <laughs> I don't feel like this is a dress-up character. I wish it could be shit. I'd be doing like some GTA type shit, like. <laughs> like giving myself all types of modifications and more agility and stamina and shit. We probably like to call it on our side sex. Race actually has a more understandable structure for people being transracial. Race does actually exist on a spectrum. I'm biracial. Many perceive me to be black, even though I am also half white and half black. We label people like President Obama as a black president, even though he is as well. Race has never had binary markers. It does exist on the spectrum. Gender, however, does have binary markers. As much as we try, as much as we change the way that we self-present, chromosomes are not going to change. Okay. And uh, that's just a reality. Okay, yes, they're not going to change. But that doesn't negate the fact that trans people exist and experience gender dysphoria and scientifically is backed up that this is a real condition. You got male, female, and intersex people where it's hard to determine. And so far, they have they keep studying gender and biology and sex and different schemes and patterns that show up in humans like this woman has ambiguous genitalia where she has a vagina and testes in up there in her stomach and then you have some people that they were raised a girl and now they say actually i feel more so like a man and i want to sue the hospital for getting rid of my um my phallus even though they saw a vagina too like it's all types of patterns where people show up like hence the i being an lgbtqia you know what i'm saying a lot of intersex people complain that they're not brought in the conversation i think it's good nowadays that they're brought into it more because then you see the switch up of certain people like okay i can accept you you know god made you that way we know we know that for sure you have tangible 
evidence even if you show them the evidence of my brain align aligning more with the male's brain it's like nah that that's just something in your head like i i feel that that's just a mental thing all right i'm going to bring up a little point here because you you talked about the binary side of of uh, gender mm -hmm. well i was born a little of both um i believe my i never had my chromosomes checked but since i had I fathered two children. I'm assuming I have the correct male chromosomes. So I was intersexed, and there's a lot of reasons that that happens, uh, none of which are well studied or understood, but uh, a friend of mine in the uh, pediatric uh, trauma world says about one in 150 kids come out with some degree of ambiguity in their gender. For me, that, that appeared as always feeling. Intersex people are just as common as redheads. And some people don't even know they intersex. Being out of place. And I'm, for the first week of my life, I was in the uh, surgical wards at, uh, you know, Naval Hospital in San Diego getting pieces of me cut off. So, and then they gave me testosterone for the first 11 years of my life. I, 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 I wish the world were truly sexually binary. It would make it so much easier. <laughs> But there is a little bit of a smear, and you know, as a trans person, I'm a very conservative trans person. Uh, um, I don't see the huge gender spectrum that a lot of people in the in the trans community do. Do I feel better having transitioned? Yes, absolutely. I used to live in a little shell, you know, very large shell, but uh, you know, um, but you know, now I'm you know much more open about who I am. You know, is that the only thing that generally defines a woman? No, I don't think that is the only thing that generally defines a woman. Right. I think there are a lot of women who uh, maybe on our side of the argument who will try to maybe invalidate your experiences by saying you, you can't give birth or you, you can't have a period. And while those things may be true, I'm sure there's a lot of other different struggles that you all are going through. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I would truly believe that you, you probably are highly discriminated against in, in our society, and it is hard to be you. It is hard to go through the things that you go through and have to deal with some of the responses that you get from people. And, you know, it's, it's not a struggle that I would wish on myself at all. It's not a struggle I wish on my worst enemy. They didn't say trans people. I do think they that trans, trans women, women have every right to compete in women's sports. When trans women are on hormones, the hormones break their body down. Having gender-affirming surgery breaks down the body. And so I think we really need to be educated before we jump to a conclusion that trans women are stronger than cis women in sports. Like somebody that might not be trans, they might be confused. Like, break your body down. What do you mean? Estrogen is a hormone that doesn't give as much muscle mass and as quicker as rapidly um you know like for me for instance me getting in the gym now versus then i feel like i could get stronger so much faster testosterone does play a huge factor in strength and conditioning and athleticism so I get where Blossom is going. Hi, everybody. Uh, I find it interesting that you assume the people who disagree with you are uneducated. And I, I will speak out against that. I think the research shows that uh, trans women do happen to have a biological advantage um, against biological women. 
uh, even though you are taking hormones and that does start to change your body and level things out, we are talking about primarily people who have transitioned post-puberty, which means they do have male bone density, male wingspan, male hand size, feet size, lung capacity. All of these things are going against women, biological women, when trans women start to enter their spaces, their sports, and compete against them. Uh, and, and this is really concerning for me. I think for me, it's not a question of... Well, that's why they have weight classes. Like, for instance, a 5'0 trans woman doesn't have huge hands, doesn't have big feet, doesn't have... And it happens. Doesn't have bigger wingspan. Now, on average, most males have a bigger wingspan and uh, hands and bone density. And yes, let's be our, let's be real here. Yes, but there are always exceptions. Like Fallon Fox, five seven, one hundred and forty three pounds, was a MMA fighter. You know, she hasn't won all her fights, but she's won a lot of them. You know what I'm saying? Like they have certain I say that to say they have certain weight classes to try to make things as fair as possible, even with NATO born people. You don't have a heavyweight fighting a super featherweight. Like you know what I'm saying? Like now stuff like with basketball and they are gener generally have a cap on how short they will accept a player. Like most players in the males league are six foot or above and six foot is considered short <laughs> in the NBA. And then even with in the girls basketball league, if you're not about six foot and five, 10, even five, nine, that's short. You know what I'm saying? If you're going in a professional setting as well. So every sport, you know, even with football players, like the, the, the linebackers and the big guys, they got to be super big. It's, it's about strength. It's about exerting strength. You know what I'm saying? With the, like, it's, it's certain things set up for body, different body types. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to win, you know, on these professional and Olympic levels. These trans people are meeting close to the standards as well, which I feel like is harder, you know, it can be harder for certain people for a trans person to get into sports as it is. So it's like we're having we're having to meet these requirements as well. But the, the, the subject as far as trans athletes has always been touchy because people are forgetting people don't even write watch sports at times are forgetting these little intricate details that goes to play as to who can be professional. You have to meet certain uh requirements as well like even castor semenya a cisgender woman has naturally more testosterone in her body than the average woman you know what i'm saying the average cisgender woman that is in the same particular sport which is track you know what i'm saying the question of whether or not trans women can compete in sports it's a question of how can we change the institution of sports in this country to make it equitable and to create more opportunity for cis women, for trans women. And like, that's kind of like why I wanted to actually ask you all, like, what has your relationship to sports been? I don't think you have to have a direct relationship to sports to realize that women are being affected by this issue. And I do uh, reject the idea of equity. 
uh, there is no way to, to come about an equality of outcome, which is what equity is saying. There's a reason that uh, women's sports are, are less funded and less watched than men's sports. It's because men seem to excel athletically and they seem to press the bounds of athleticism way farther than women do. We now exist on a slippery slope. Interesting. As a woman, you kind of subscribe to that. Okay. I mean, that's how you feel. Like, And I feel like we should differentiate the fact from opinion. That was an opinion there. Like, like I'm not going to be delusional. Like, professional athletic men, on average, are more athletic than professional athletic women. But both are professionals at what they do, right? And I think across the board like not just with sports there you know women are underfunded in everything it's not like it's just because men in her opinion are more athletic and more appealing and the volleyball is a little sexualized in a way like women can't really have a if if the woman is not sexualized a lot of men don't really have a appeal to it in general like because you see girls in short shorts squatting real low getting down there real low you know what i'm saying and hitting that ball i used to play volleyball in middle school i was on the b team volleyball is fun for that purpose (laughs) so like i don't know i just i don't i feel like that was more rooted in opinion If it's female sports, is it then female locker rooms? Is it then female prisons, which we're now seeing uh, becoming an issue here in California, where biological male inmates are being put in female facilities because they identify as women? We have to discuss as a society how much we give into the feelings of wanting everybody to be accepted and how much we are willing to do that at the expense of biological women. And it's it's not just biological women that uh, need to be protected. Like, even in the male prisons, a lot of trans women are victimized, you know what I'm saying, are uh, scapegoated and outcasted and used and abused, you know what I'm saying? I understand your concern of looking out for um, the abuse of women and... You know what I'm saying? Like, I could totally see a guy being like, well, I identify as a woman and I'm going to go to the the women's, women's prison. Shit, I want some pussy. Because me, I would definitely say I would want to go to the women's shit. That's just me. I don't want to go. And then you got some trans women that say, put me with the men. I want to be with the men. Shit. I call it my own shit. Just put me with them. See, like, it depends on the eye to be holder. But the... The issue is we do need to come to better solutions on how to deal with certain things. Like, should we kind of see who's being consistent, like, with their transition? But then some people will say, what if they decide they want to transition in prison? Like, (laughs) I don't know. Like, all these things are tricky. I don't always know the answer to everything. I'm humble enough to say that. Some things are tricky subjects. However, let's think about things like from a logical point of view instead of like a point of view from feelings. And I feel like that's why it's not a bad thing. Some trans people get into power because we can kind of come to a common ground like this or you can explore differences. But if each side is refusing to believe the other side about certain things, you can't really get anywhere. It's hard to come to a common ground because they just don't believe you at times, you know.
I use myself as an example. Um, this is about how big I was in junior high school and, and early high school. I used to be able to walk up to a B8 engine block, pick it up off the floor and set it on a table. And if I was in powerlifting or weightlifting, that amount of, uh, I mean, that advantage was just unbelievable. I've been on hormones for 15 years. Did it weaken me? Absolutely. Did my, you know, my bone density really hasn't changed. My muscle muscular hasn't changed. And this is not a binary question. There's a lot of nuances involved. I just want to ask a question for what you were saying. Can you throw out some statistics? I don't think you need to have there. So there's there's an abundance of research. There's even trans activists who agree with exactly what I'm saying. And your hormones can change, right? And even she just spoke to the fact that her bone density did not change yeah. uh, in, in going on hormones and changing these things. Yeah. And we can see it in sports as we're washing them. Leah Thomas is a great example. So if you can't throw out the statistics, we're not doing enough of the work. And let's I'll also disagree. be clear. Let's also be clear. There are some cisgender women who produce high levels of testosterone as well. And so we really have to unpack it from all different sides here. Can you produce statistics about the bone density of biological men and how it changes upon being on hormones and whether or not it levels out to biological women? I actually cannot because when I would think of those statistics, I would think it was BS, to be quite honest with you, because the reality of it is we could talk about statistics. Now they're getting petty. Now it flipped to, I was waiting for it to happen. Now it flipped into that petty shit <laughs> can you bring up statistics but i felt blossom like can you bring up statistics because you saying skyrocketing and, and then she hit her with well can you throw up statistics <laughs> the reality of it is we could talk about statistics and the research all day long but it's about experience we're going to be looking more at the experience because again when we look at cisgender women who produce high levels of testosterone and who have been kicked out of sports. Mm -hmm. and Experience does play a key role in statistics, yes. We go by off of surveying and, you know what I'm saying, a lot of times there's nothing wrong with that, you know what I'm saying. That's a, a, a branch of taking statistical data. We've been disqualified from teams based on something that they biologically cannot control, then what are we really talking about here? Well, we're talking about, I mean, data and that is overwhelming. And we're talking about what is also we're capable of seeing with our, our human eyes. I think it's very clear that if you compare maybe you to the rest of us, there is going to be a strength difference. There's going to be a bone density difference. But you're just saying that you don't know until we, can, we physically do something. Now she's getting into reading. You definitely have more strength than me. Now it's getting petty. And just perceiving and assuming just because I look a certain way, that's not fair. Me and her could look, the, we could look completely different or whatever, but she may be stronger than me. I agree, but she we may know. have She have much more agility and vitality than I do. We don't know that until you actually do it. I'm until you actually it has experience. been studied, it's been done. And it's so, been done, we've seen it. Yeah. But it's time, an assumption, time time again. but we're only it's, going it's, on it's, assumption at this point. Because again, it's not assumption when we see, when we see it, maybe it's the, the news cycle that I watch. Again, the focus is on trans women. The focus, the conversation is rarely ever picking apart like trans men like this. Of course, I could see me talking with a cis man and being like, look at my hands, look at yours, look at my feet, look at yours, look at my shoulder, 
Look at yours. But you don't necessarily need to be testosterone dominant to be strong, to have strength, to have endurance. Cross-country runner, a woman trained to be a cross-country runner. That don't necessarily mean that any man can just go against her and win. Like That's actually a gender-neutral sport when they have marathons and stuff. They have different genders running. They're going to try to find the extremes as much as they can on a professional level. But I see it a lot. I see it quite often where they're showing um, trans women beating. I mean, I'm by far. And you don't see women dominating women. in the men's sports, right? You don't see trans men going into men's sport and just completely dominating and wiping the field with them. This yes, and you don't really see cis men doing that either. You don't really see, like, not everybody is going to be like LeBron James. Not everybody's going to be the it guy. Like, you have professional men that have significantly lower stats than the top guy like you anybody it's hard for anybody to dominate that type of sport right pat manuel showed that he can beat a cisgender man a professional level in his weight class you know what i'm saying it can happen you know that don't mean that he's set to dominate everybody he could shit who's to say he couldn't people always have to see it happen before they can believe it and i get that it's human nature you know what i'm saying and there's not that many of us trans people in general you know what i'm saying so think about a tr trans professional athlete shit those odds are even slimmer to me in my opinion, twist God's design. And when you go against God's design, you create these problems that you wouldn't have if you weren't going against what God intended. I'm going to take your side a little bit on that. And let me say one more thing, and I'm supporting you on this one. There are, I mean, there's a great deal of, of women that, and actually. You're twisting God's design by putting hair products in your head. You're twisting God's design in many different ways daily. Well, everything we do, like, like I said, the shit we have in our food, the the pollution in the air we all twisting god's design there was a lady in the last olympics that they actually disqualified until she went on uh androgen blockers to knock her testosterone down to a female level like i said this is not a, a binary yes or no question and and the whole idea of messing with what you know god puts up you know i god put me up okay if you want to take that um, you know, and I had this conversation with a very uh, religious man in San Diego, and he was like, oh, I don't quite know how to deal with that. And God made you that way, but he didn't make a lot of the people transition. <laughs> I understand, you know, but God also understands my transition. God made you that way, but I'm not talking about them over here, like, without saying that. God also or understands my transition. God, first of all, knew what I was going to be in my life. God already knew I was going to be trans when God put me here. So, so I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's fair when female. people no, dip and dab. Your relationship with God is personal. Yes. It's sacred. Let's and I don't there. think it's fair when other people dip and dab in other people's relationship with God when they don't understand what they go through. God still blesses me as a trans woman. God blesses you as a cisgender woman. God is embodied in me as a trans person. I don't think it's fair, again, when we judge people's personal relationship with God. Gender identity, sexual orientation, none of that matters to a God that loves all. Gender dysphoria is real. <laughs> I think it is obviously real because many people experience it, but like any kind of dysphoria, whether it's 
someone who thinks they're overweight or anything, I think it should be treated as not reality. Like if I he compared it to anorexia and dysmorphia, thought I was obese, I wouldn't want to go to a affirming therapist to tell me, yes, you are obese and you should, you know, get skinnier. So I, I had the opportunity of working on the DSM four, I think it was when we, when we actually declassified uh, transgender dysphoria from a mental illness to a condition. You know, I had been, at that point in time, I'd been cross-dressing for 50 years. And, um, you know, because that dysphoria was there and every single thing I did to try to drive it away didn't work. I spent millions of dollars trying to be the coolest dude in the world. You know, I bought airplanes, I bought everything that I could to just show the world how masculine I was. It didn't work. It didn't go away. And I did therapy. I had, I purposely went to a therapist that was anti-gender affirming. And literally he said, you need to do this. You know, and because it was so deep seated. See, and that's what Blossom was trying to say by sometimes we need to go off the experiences. You know what I'm saying? We need to go off the experience, these stories of people. Sometimes we don't need statistics. This That's part of statistical value of speaking of experience and presenting someone that has the experience of a certain situation. Is Gina with my son. And uh, at the end of that period of time, he asked two very fundamental questions. The most important one was, it's got to be truly exhausting for you to lead two lives. And I was kind of like, that kind of shook me to the core that my 22-year-old son uh, saw that better than I did. So shortly thereafter, I uh, announced to my family that uh, I was going to transition. Uh, my wife and I separated because of it. His kids were not necessarily shocked, but, you know, understood. And and have supported me quite well, and my wife has actually become... Uh, and what's interesting, there's white, older trans women having this story, and I think that some of them are aware of the benefit of assimilating as a white male brings to them. So they like, okay, let me reap these benefits. Like she said, she spent millions trying to be the perfect guy. And it seems like Caitlyn Jenner has a similar story and it'll be in my best interest to live a more safer life to just assimilate as a white male. And, you know, like the boomers, you know what I'm saying? That's what they did. Like they just assimilated wife, kids, and then they oftentimes feel alienated about a lot of a lot of times because they didn't have children and then they children don't understand them. And then they, they also talk about having fatherhood and a lot of people are triggered by that. <laughs> and it's like that old school shit, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm a very warm, supporting person. Gender dysphoria almost made me kill myself. And coming from Mississippi, at the time, there wasn't a lot of access to gender affirming resources, like hormones, if I wanted surgery, whatever the case may be. And a lot of us trans folks who don't have access like that, a lot of us have to do sex work to be able to afford some of these things as well. Me coming up at the age of 20, and I knew I had a serious gender dysphoria, I did things to my body that I should have went to a hospital to do. That is something that's very, very hard for 
for people to understand. A lot of us commit suicide because of gender dysphoria, and so it hits our community a lot harder. I do think uh, gender dysphoria is, is very much real. I think the issue that's happened, especially in the space of science and research, is that we've looked at gender dysphoria and said the only source of care that we can go through is blind gender affirmation care. And a lot of the research shows that this is not the route to go into. And other countries that have decided to do nonpartisan research, Sweden, Finland, have decided that, yes, gender affirmation care should be an option, but it really should be the last resort when it comes to treating people who uh, appear at clinics with gender dysphoria. You know, a lot of conservatives will deny and say, well, gender affirmation care does not make them happier. And in many cases, that is true. But there are the cases like your, yourselves where the gender affirmation care does make them happier. You know, I know a lot of people that have uh, transitions, have untransitions. I talked with a gentleman at a, uh, at a religious right convention one day, and he was sitting there screaming how Jesus got him out of his gender transition. And honestly, that was the saddest man I've ever talked to in my life. When, when I looked at him Same straight in the eyes, people. and I, I said, you know, hey, I, I don't agree with what you say, but I 100% support your right to say that. And he just literally broke down crying on the steps of the Supreme. I feel the same way. Like, I can only imagine, you know, that's good that God brought you to your true self. I feel like God brought me to my true self. You know what I'm saying? I'm not necessarily going to agree with everything you say. And, you know, I feel for you. You know, I'm, I'm sorry for you. You decided to you decided to transition and it wasn't for you. And good that God brought you back to your true self so you can live in your truth. Like, that's good for you. I agree. Court, yeah. If I could interject really quickly, I do. No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I feel as though the medical profession is actually inching towards a space that is going to become unsafe for people who try to express their gender dysphoria because now we have young children coming into clinics yeah. expressing this who, by and large, statistically, about 60 to 70 percent grow out of that dysphoria. But because it's become a political issue where, where many activists have come in and say, no, you blindly affirm, you affirm to, to the furthest extent that you can, rather than going through a, a more comprehensive process with these children, we have a, a what I think is a medical tragedy happening against young people in this country. I have been sick. Hey, that is a valid concern. I could see the concern there. Now she's using statistics. Statistically, <laughs> statistically, this is this is not good. Just rushing kids into it, you know. That, that's 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 a valid concern not not sterilizing kids you know not you know giving them the choice to choose which will be going backwards like for instance a lot of intersex people have been fighting to stop being sterilized or stop uh having stop being mutilated and, and you know have had complications and yes when we could talk about in terms of medical malpractices and shit like that that's that's valid to me i have been sexually harassed All of them went up. Yeah, I think in our society, it's so sexualized, every, everyone and everything. And I think we owe a lot of that to pornography and just media. And I think the kind of acceptance that I, I do see more so in the LGBT community. Of no, baby girl, even before media and pornography.
there was sexual harassment towards women. It's a societal thing that is conditioned over and over and over again. And because of media, there's more conversations now around sexual harassment and um, harassment in general. Sex is great and let like, everyone talk about it and there's no shame and everyone's just blurting out, you know, the fact that we're perpetuating a culture that's frankly, in my opinion, disgusting. So are you talking specifically about LGBT people? I'm talking more so just about this sexual revolution that the more sexual you are, the more partners you have, the more open you are about your sex life and everything, the more like liberated you are. What is consent? Like the, like you people are coming out of the woodwork saying, you know, I was violated, this happened to me. And, but they like drove home with that person. And I'm not blaming them. But I am saying those lines are being blurred because of our just flagrant disregard for any kind of like actual relationship prior to the sexual encounter. And I think a lot of people are being exploited left and right. True sex positivity has been powerful. It has um, helped us to grow and learn about our bodies in so many ways and learn safe sex. I learned recently that the G-spot actually is not real. That was something science was like, oh, oh never mind. Hold on. <laughs> Cause what, and what happened was I was looking up male G spots, and then I came across studies that said actual, actually, G spot isn't an actual place. I was like, for real? So what's making me? Never mind. What I would blame for rape culture or for a lack of good boundaries or that kind of thing is we live in a capitalist system that. Yes, that's also sexual liberation talk. Sexual liberation is also talking about I'm not ashamed to talk about how I was violated. I don't have that shame. I'm the one that feels shame that I was violated. I'm liberating myself. Taken things like sex positivity and mangled it and repackaged it and made it a whole other thing than what it actually is. I, have, uh, I was sexually harassed for five years by a woman. That does happen because I'm pretty sure it's going to be with men this, men that. It's 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 hard coming from a man, but it, it, to me it was harder coming from a woman because it was it wasn't expected. Like I understand, you're you're going to probably touch on that about how men are more on the predatory side or the more harassing side sometimes. But I just want to let to let you know that it does happen with women as well. World's biggest kid in junior high school. I basically was harassed continuously for being gender non-conforming. Back then, you know, everybody in junior high school took showers together. I basically had a permanent welt on my bottom from people snapping towels at me because, you know, I wasn't as well endowed as I probably should be. I had, you know, pretty good sized boy boobs and basically was just unhappy being in sports. But, um, you know, it happens everywhere. I have been sexually assaulted. Um, yeah, I think it'd be hard to find a person who hasn't been sexually harassed in some way, shape, or form, whether you are male or female. I think it's a, an experience that we all share because we are in somewhat of a hyper-sexualized society and people uh, love to make those comments public. I am uh, a podcaster and I do social media for a living, so as you can imagine, the onslaught of sexual harassment is quite, quite vast. From a very young age, I've had this recurring nightmare of something happening to me trying to warn people and no one believes me. When you're not believed that you're a desirable person, and, it, and I really don't think rape has anything to do with desire, but when you're not believed in that way, when, when trans women are 
experiencing trans misogyny, we are the ones who are least believed when we are sexually assaulted. Um, and it just, it just feels so disempowering and so terrifying when you know that you are someone who is seen as hypersexual, as inherently sexual, as inherently predatory, and yet at the same time you're seen as someone who can be isolated and sexually assaulted and not believed. I don't think there's anything inherently predatory about trans people. And I think oftentimes when we're talking from a conservative perspective, it gets misconstrued as viewing you as a threat. And I hope that that never comes off. And I think that allegations of sexual assault, regardless of who they're coming from, uh, should be taken seriously. We found common ground. I think we agreed on it. <laughs> we found common ground. <laughs> Well, that was interesting. Um, well, basically what I would say to my friend for telling me to watch that video, I would say, I mean, it's nothing that I've never heard before. It's nothing new on both ends. It's nothing new that uh, really sparked my mind or my interest or, you know, I think more people are becoming educated uh, on the topics. Um, I think uh, conversations like that are important um, because it's easy to just stay in safety of like-minded people and not being challenged. And I think we should be having these conversations so there could be a middle ground. Oftentimes we stray away from people that think differently from us. You know what I'm saying? And you should be able to handle these as a trans person and i and dissect them so that you can know how to counter certain things and same uh, and same on the other end you know it's not always about a competition of who's right a lot of a lot of these things are based in opinion a lot of uh, i rarely heard statistics being thrown out but i i did see jubilee be responsible and put some statistics on the screen you know whenever they were talking about certain subjects and it was interesting you know i think i will watch more i've seen other ones uh and do a reaction video on them um my opinions during this session are my own you know i'm not speaking for all trans people not all trans men we don't all align with the same experiences like i said i'm a binary transsexual man I don't believe myself to be male. I do believe, I like I said, I haven't gotten my chromosomes checked. So, you know, was to find out that there's some intersexuality there. You know, that would be interesting. I doubt it, though. But uh, <laughs> I love how they threw an intersex person in there. They're having to be conservative. I love when they do that, like mix things around a little bit, like. <laughs> you know what i mean like I, I sometimes some perspectives i don't get as well like i with my friend she said she felt like certain people were just being petty and trying to one-up each other to get you know brownie points type of deal but you know i saw the pettiness come out but they kind of came back and came towards you know the middle like i said i don't always agree with everybody uh in the community i don't always get certain things i don't always um align with certain things but respect can go a long way respect can go a really long way can i see cis men sitting, sitting in a circle like this with a bunch of trans women and affirm them and you know what i'm saying i don't know i feel like it would be a little more aggressive but it, i don't know thank y'all for tuning in you know what i'm saying hopefully y'all had a good smoke session in 
hopefully uh y'all had a good new year you know what i'm saying let's start the new uh, new year off good you know what i'm saying on a positive note let go of shit that ain't for you no more let go of the people you know what i'm saying that's not helping you grow not trying to help you get blessed you know what i'm saying let's get blessed around this motherfucker you know what i'm saying let's do our thug thizzle and with that being said everybody Thank you for tuning in to Now Time by Podcast, and y'all have a good motherfucking day. I'm on Apple, Spotify, other listening platforms. If you're not on YouTube, I'm on YouTube. I will be starting up a Patreon. Look out for that in Linktree and in the notes below. And thank y'all for tuning in. Thank you. Hold up.